Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where all that the Catholic Church believes and teaches is served fresh daily. So come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzymski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in a luxurious, the oh-so-luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Luxurious and... Well, Naga hide and there's holes in the seats that kind of pinch you when you sit on them. Yeah. But it's home for us here. Tom Dorian, Doug yes, Rakulski. Yes, sir. Cohorts in crime. Yes, uh, sir. The crime of love. Thank you. And uh, so here we are uh, again in the Catholic Cafe with another exciting topic. Right? It's always good to be here. You sound excited topic. about it. I, I am excited, actually. <laughs> Wake up. Well, Wake you know, up. I was, uh, today's, what we're going to talk about today, which is kind of interesting, is uh, you ever know those folks that I think that we call them professional students? Yes, I do. Right, so you go to college. Sit next to one right now. Well, you go to college, and they seem to never graduate. Right, they're going to get their, uh, you know, my postdoctoral thesis, and it's like, post <laughs> what, what, you know, and there's all these different things, and they keep going and going and going and going. Right, and they never seem to do. And and I, you know, there was a time when I used to look at that and think, well, they're scared of life, or they mm-hmm. don't want to, they don't want to actually do anything. They just want to keep going and getting degrees and putting things behind their names. All in the name of good things. I mean, they want right. to learn more and experience more. But I don't, you know, I think as a parent, and I have some college-age kids, I don't really want them to be. They don't need to be around for a while. Yeah, I don't want them to always be in the house. They need to take what they learn <laughs> and execute. Go. Go. You know, the go is important yes. for me. Now, right. my wife, she is a gatherer. Right. And I'm a spreader. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> well, hey, it's the perfect match, you know. Right. That's why God put us together. But there's a, there's a sense that. It's good to always be learning and to, to be growing, but at the same time, why are you learning and growing? Sure. And who's paying for it? That's ex- well, that's also <laughs> very important, I understand. Now, I will say that my kids pay for their own school. There you have it. And uh, maybe I'll do a whole so show on how I convinced them to do that, but, yeah. but it's an awesome thing. But, but I will just say this, that, that we want the best for our kids, and so we want them to, we want them to learn, mm-hmm. to know, and to grow. We want them to be better persons especially in whatever field of study. We want to be able to support their family, all these. We want good things for them. But we want them eventually to start to do those things. To go. Right. And, and I think a lot of people can be, be reluctant. And, right. That doesn't mean we, don't, we, we all have to stop learning. That, that right. once we graduate, we're done learning. Because that would be very anti-Catholic, too. Because right. we, 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 a lot of us tend to stop at, at what grade? You know, yeah, after eighth grade, right, Doug? Confirmation. I mean, confirmation. We all, that's right. we all stop learning. We'll a lot of us see do. See you when I get married. And that's not what the church intends either. Mm-hmm. But I will say that um, once you're filled with all that potential, what are you going to do with it? Sure. Right? You want to apply all that stuff that you've learned. And, and I think that we can take the same exact discussion point and talk a little bit about people in the Catholic faith, mm-hmm. living their faith, trying to be Christians, but spending more time learning about being Christian than actually being Christian. And I don't mean that it's not good to go to seminars and go to all these Bible studies and things. Those are good things to go to. You know, knowing more about our faith is, is, is vitally important, especially in this day and age. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if sometimes we, we, when we say, are you active in your church, right? Someone will say, well, sure I am because I, I, you know, I went to this event. I went to Big that event. I went to the, I, all these different things that mm-hmm. I do. And yet... Um, I don't know how much I've shared my faith with anyone. Right. Right. Now, uh, think about uh, all the books and the CDs and all of the television shows. Is great. What What is your favorite Catholic television show? Oh, you talk man, about all the, the time. Journey Home. The Journey Home. Love Marcus Grodi. What a great show. Yep. I watch it all the time. 
I get on my Roku. There's a little Roku channel. I can oh, go there yeah. and I can and I can sit there and watch those shows. And, and I, I'm fascinated by. It. I love them. How many of us will watch endless hours of these programs? Mm-hmm. And you stop and think, well, for what purpose? Right? Because we could just watch them forever and sort of just sit there and do nothing but eat popcorn and watch television. Is it entertainment? That's right. Well, is it is it building us up to do something, to prepare us for something? Sure. Which I think that Marcus Grote, I would agree that The Journey Home is meant to prepare us. Absolutely. For, to, in, to It can be some entertainment. Sure. To in, to inform us. To yep. It can be... Uh, but really, it's there to to make us better. To realize that there are people out there that need this or that, or the, or to see to be affirmed in our own yeah, to inspire uh, us our own uh, journey, right? And inspiration, you know, see the Holy Spirit at work there. And I think that there are some people that I know of who would be would would like you go into their house and it's mm-hmm. filled with with religious books. Mm-hmm. It's filled with, um, and they know every speaker. They go to all the talks. And again, I don't want to discourage people from going to those talks. But what I will say is that at some point, you're going to have to kind of get off your Catholic rear end and do something with all this, right? Yes. I Take mean, you, the grace. Take the grace. Well, and then and then to share it. I mean, you, you know, you're absorbing all this grace, right? The whole the purpose of grace, you know, God's life, God's very life-giving self in us, His grace that He gives us freely, is not that uh, specifically that we would uh, that we would hoard it. That we would collect it, right? We we would use it. We would, sure. ex, you know, in our life's experiences, that we would then take it and and you know, yes, it will build us up. And and the goal, of course, is to get ourselves to heaven. But secondarily, because we got two hands, we're supposed to be bringing other people with us. Yep. And it's God's grace that empowers us to do that. And I think a lot of people are just nervous about that, and they don't want to. They don't want to share the stuff they have, and maybe they just. They're always learning, and they want to just keep reading books and not really doing much with those. I'm not sure, um, you know, what the what the especially Catholics. Catholics won't they they won't start a subject like that. People like to be folks. comfortable. That's well, the problem. I would say, but I would say modern Catholics are like that. I, I think the original Catholics, those were some go getters back then. You, you know, think we, so? oh yeah, I think we read back in Scripture and we had three thousand, you know, that day, and they were th- those apostles were moving around. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I'm probably you know they were by Catholic, modern, right? but all, oh yes, <laughs> I know. But I mean, what I mean is possibly modern, but also Americans. I think American Catholics, and I would call that they modern. Sit on their hands. I mean, we're talking about a church that's two thousand yeah. years old, and we're talking about yeah. a country, you Good know, point. that is that, that is relatively new. Oh, totally. In in the in the the church world, and so I, I would I would just say that you know we are less likely. Uh, than our uh, separated brothers and sisters to go and knock on doors, yeah, and to, and to share what we know now, right, right, and and don't we also that uh, could be an interesting exercise, by the way. What is that? Go go knock on doors, knocking on doors, yeah, and share There's our nothing faith. wrong with it. That would be cool. We need to do that. But I will say this, <laughs> uh, you know, the door knocking thing is nice, right. Um, I don't know how well that's always received. What I will say is, there's another kind of door knocking that doesn't involve knocking. And that really is not being ashamed of being Catholic when you're in public. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's doing the sign of the cross while you're eating, yep. you know, in a restaurant, or whether it's when you're standing out talking to your neighbor, and they say, hey, I noticed every Sunday you pile the kids in and you go somewhere. Right. You know, they're all dressed up. They all look so good. But you always, and you're always like yelling as you're going into the car. <laughs> and you appear to be late. <laughs> And uh, so, what are you doing? You that's know, very Catholic, very <laughs> exactly Catholic. right. And I, and I think those are opportunities that we can 
evangelize. We can share. Sure. Because that's a that's a form of knocking on a door. Yep. Um, really, they knocked on your door, and they're kind of wanting to know. Oh yeah. I once had uh, someone ask me a question and say, um, "Are you uh, are you a minister? Or are you a uh, you know are you a preacher or something?" And this is actually you had, to, you had to have had your clerics on. No, I was not wearing my clerics, and that was the point, I guess. Was the haircut? And this is actually very interesting because this took place at a bowling alley. Of all places. Yeah. Right? And I was not wearing clerics because uh, it's really hard to bowl in clerics. You know, <laughs> the collar gets tight around the neck when you kind of try to extend. But that's a whole nother. I understand. That's a whole nother show right there. But no, they asked me and I said, why do you why do you say that? Mm-hmm. And they said, you know, you just always seem to be so happy. And yet, like the jokes you tell and stuff, it just seems to be a little cleaner. And I don't know. It just something about you just says happiness or joy and i said well i you know i appreciate that's that that's great nice compliment uh and and i guess it, uh, it in a sense people recognize that and that's a form of evangelism evangelization mm-hmm. that i don't know people always realize they can do that right right that how we live our lives and how we express our our love for humanity but maybe even our love for god in the in the daily uh, uh context of our lives just you know whether it is at the bowling alley or is while we're at e- we're eating out or when we're at work. Use words when necessary. That's right, and so we 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 preach uh, constantly. And again, I think a lot of people are a little more hesitant mm-hmm. to do that, and they want to keep learning and and studying and trying to figure out. Well, okay, if I'm going to go door to door, as you say, Tom, you know, maybe they're not going to go door to door literally, but if I'm going to go toe to toe with somebody, I'm going to stand out there and do something. Um, I'm going to make sure that I know all these answers. Right. Because they're going to start asking me questions. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, I think it's good that you would know the answers. I think you'd, you'd want to do some studying. But yeah. at what point do you figure you're ready? Does anybody? I, I don't think, I don't think you, you wait for that point. I think you just, you just, it's a leap of faith. You just do it. Right. You just so, have to do it. You learn. You learn by doing. Oh, so if I failure. So we're like when they shout you down, you're done. No, I'm kidding. I'm just messing yeah. with you. I, you're exactly right, Tom. I think you, the leap of faith. I will say it this way. What I would say is that I think far yeah, too trust the Holy Spirit. Far, far too few people realize that they're ready when they are. Right. Right. Most of them think I'm not ready yet. It's like no, you really are. Yeah. You know, you stop and think about, especially you look back at Scripture and you and you realize, um, you know, Saint Stephen, the first martyr, and and all of a sudden he preaches this beautiful homily. Mm-hmm. You know, right before he is put to death. Right. And, 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 you know, I don't think he stopped and said, you know, Lord, I'm not really ready to do this. Right. You know, God gave him the grace. Holy Spirit gave him the wisdom. Yeah. Right. The witness of, of Jesus Christ, you know, gave him the method even of, of preaching salvation to the world. And so we see this, uh, this Trinitarian support mm-hmm. for him. And he was open to it. And he was open to the promptings and. And just sort of let it go, you know. Right. And uh, if we stop and wait till we're prepared, we'll never, we'll never do it. Yeah. How many times have we heard people say, "Well, I, you know, I want to have kids, or I want to get married, or but I'm just not. I want to make sure I have all my ducks in a row. Got, right. I want to make sure I've got investments, and I'm able to. It's like and it, it's it never going to happen, right? Yeah, it's never going to happen if you wait like that. Yeah. So, so when it comes to evangelization, it's kind of like just getting out there and doing it. Yeah. Now, again. I highly recommend that people study, that people understand. Study and prayer. Right. Uh, the prayer is important. Right. Uh, I just, I still stop and think, though, that people are perpetually in school. And they want to be in school because they can kind of hide there. Yeah. You know, they can kind of, well, I'm still learning. I'm yeah. still learning. And again, learning's good. 
Learning is good, and I don't think anybody's going to ever tell you that it's, you, you can know too much Scripture or you can know too much of what the church fathers taught or you can read the catechism too much. But I will say there's a lot of people that, uh, that don't know when to start applying right. and don't realize that, you know, God's going to give you the grace that you need. Yeah. Yeah, so we need to step out there and do it. Anyway, we're going to talk more about this sort of uh, knocking on doors and evangelization. Exactly right. Um, in just a minute, before we do that, I want to remind folks at home we got a great website, www.thecatholiccafe.com. Your handsome face is there. Bookmark yeah, it. Yeah, exactly right. All the, all the good stuff's there. And you know yeah. what I love about the site is you can actually look topically. You can go to the yeah. listen link, and you can just type in Eucharist or any number of keywords, right. and it'll take you to all the different shows we've done about uh, that particular topic. It's true. But then also we have, like, you, you can type in, like, you know, Dr. Scott Hahn, just put in Hahn, mm-hmm. and it'll find the show that we did with uh, Scott Hahn. And it's just, you can go and search and just have fun listening to uh, old All Catholic Cafe episodes. Yeah. How wonderful. So go there, www.thecatholiccafe.com. Also, send me an email. Love to talk to you. Let, let, love to hear from you. And you can do that by sending an email to Deacon Jeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And so, with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Late in the 11th century, next to the Holy Sepulchre in the Holy Land was a Benedictine monastery called St. Maria Latina. And the guest house of this monastery was begun the first hospital called the Hospital of Jerusalem. And it was dedicated to serving not only the poor, but pilgrims to the Holy Land, as well as those fighting in the Crusades against the Ottoman forces oppressing Jerusalem. This hospital fell into the care of a dedicated and humble Benedictine monk at the monastery named Gerard of Amalfi. Known as Blessed Gerard, he founded a new order in the year 1099 called the Hospitallers of St. John, or the Knights of St. John, dedicated to St. John the Baptist. This order is now called the Order of Malta. Blessed Gerard remained dedicated to the twofold mission of the order his entire life, the defense of the faith and the assistance to the poor and the suffering. There is an old painting in Rome which depicts Blessed Gerard handcuffed and holding a loaf of bread. Tradition tells the story that while Jerusalem was under the control of the Ottomans, he stood at the walls and pretended to throw stones at the crusaders outside of the city. What he was actually throwing was bread to satisfy the hunger of those Christians fighting to retake the city. As the order grew, so also did support for its good works. Soon more hospitals were being built and the Knights of Malta were ever in demand to defend the faith, in some cases to the death. But the Knights never lost sight of their purpose. Even after battle, before they were fed, they personally fed and attended to the needs of those in their care at the hospitals. Blessed Gerard died simply on September 3rd in 1120. His epitaph in the convent he founded aptly sums up his life and reads, Here lies Gerard, the humblest man among the dwellers in the East, the servant of the poor, a welcoming friend to strangers. He was lowly in demeanor, but within him shone a noble heart. The measure of his goodness may be seen within these walls. He was provident in many things, painstaking in all he did. He undertook many tasks of diverse nature, 
stretching out his arms diligently to many lands. He gathered from everywhere the means to feed his people. The works of Blessed Gerard continue today, as the Order of Malta spans the globe with its works of aid to the poor and suffering and the defense of the truths of the Catholic faith. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff sitting here with Tom Doran and present. Doug Rakulski. Yes, present. Present. All present and accounted for. Sir. Yes, I would have thought that one of you had been better listeners in our first half, and you would have been gone this time because you were out evangelizing. <laughs> but no, you need a, you need a, a second helping here. To, well, we're hesitant. <laughs> Keep the we're very hesitant. Coming. Well, okay, so that's what we're going to do. We're the stereotypical Catholics. We're hesitant. The, um, the, you're like every man. We are. All right. Thank you for being our every man. You're welcome. To our program. Now shut and up so, and get back on task. <laughs> exactly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a few minutes now and let's talk about some ways of evangelizing that don't involve what you might fear most, right? The knocking on doors and right. standing there being prepared with some kind of speech. Right, you know, like uh, what am I going to say when they look at me and I know they want to close the door? <laughs> not, not, not. Hello, I know you want to slam the door in my face. <laughs> Man, I knew that. I knew that was coming. Well, so maybe that's not the way to start evangelizing. There are some people out there that want to do that, and God love them. Go, right. you know. I have welcomed many an evangelizer in my home. To uh, uh, I guess they didn't know they were knocking on a deacon's door when big they did, but big mistake. But well, not always because it, it's it's you know happy happy things happen sometimes sure. too. So it's good. So you know in in that situation, um, if we want to avoid the knocking on doors, there are some things that we can do. I think that anybody can do that. Even if you think you know if you listen to an occasional program or you love your faith in some way, you are now qualified. Right or you know, does God qualify the call, the, the called, or call the qualified? He didn't call the call qualified. He qualifies the called. Right. There you he, go. He gives them what they need to to answer that call to do to do the work of the Lord or to That's be right. out in the vineyard of the Lord. Trust. Yeah, trust is good, uh, Mister. One word, Doug. Today's word is trust, and that's a good word, Doug. That's a great word. Well, look, okay. Trust. So uh, the, the way I would start, you know, before we even start talking about, here are ways to evangelize. Hey, right. I would. The first thing we want to do is want to pray. Absolutely. You mentioned Tom. You mentioned prayer. Holy Spirit. And I would even say we'll call it purposeful prayer. Yes. Prayer with a purpose. That that the focus of the prayer really needs to be. I need some assistance, some divine assistance, Lord. Right. Speak through me. Don't let it be about me. Let That's it be exactly about you. Right. You That's speak through me right now. I need you. Exactly right. So you're praying. And hey, the Holy Spirit will be there when you do how that. How many times do we pray to the Holy Spirit? Start Always. the day that way. Always. Right. When our earth is, our, when our world, our lives, our businesses, our families are falling apart, Heavenly Father, we are falling apart. We need your, <laughs> right your hand right now. Right. And right. then it's like. Man, I'm so ashamed I did the bad thing or whatever. And it's like, Jesus, my brother, <laughs> right. please be with, sit next to me here uh, in this time of need. Right. Right. And, but how often do we say, Holy Spirit, you got to come into my life right now and give me what I need to be able to go out and share the gospel? No, so, we, don't, we, we don't do it often enough. Right. And we will be surprised when we do it how it works. Amen. It is Absolutely. a beautiful thing to see. You know, I still pray to the Holy Spirit before I preach, before I teach, before I do these shows. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's more elaborate than others. Yep. Uh, sometimes it's just a, a, you know, 
just I think for a second and say, and I just invite the Holy Spirit in. Yeah. And it's amazing how how wonderful it is, and you're exactly right. You'll yeah. know. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'll know. Because you start thinking, I don't think I, I didn't know I could speak Greek. No, I, yeah. it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't always happen that way. But I will say that the Holy Spirit wants to be present in your life. And so asking him to do that, yep. that's the first thing. So purposeful prayer is really something that's going to allow you to evangelize. It works. Yeah. Uh, it absolutely does. And so uh, exactly those two, two words. words. It works. Wow. We're working on Doug. Next one is three. Yeah, he gets, he's, a, he's a humble man. He gets paid per word. Yes. And he's trying to save us some money. <laughs> so, all right. Thank so, you. you know, so first and foremost, you know, how do I evangelize? Begin with prayer. All right, we did that. Yeah. But now we're now we're ready. We're, okay, let's we're go. all prayed up. Holy Spirit says, "Amen, brother. I'm right there with you." Yep. I have now I'm inflaming your soul. Yeah, there's a gazillion ways. Right. You can invite somebody to church. How about that? That's a simple way. Yeah. An invitation. Yeah. Right? An invitation is something that we don't we're so scared of doing. Right. And I'm always amazed. I shouldn't say amazed. I'm so pleased and so excited when I hear someone say, "You know, I asked this guy to go to mass with me and he went." <laughs> Right, and then right. and then you hope it's not some kind of crazy, uh, you know, thing going on at mass that day that Father is going to, you know, baptize only left-footed people or something. I don't know, some kind of weird thing, but then it doesn't happen. But but I will say it's right. so beautiful that you would just take them to the mass, and it they is. won't always understand everything. And you don't have to explain every single thing, but sometimes it's amazing what you know about the mass because they will ask questions. Yep. You know, when I'm in my workplace uh, at times in the past, where people would say, you know, you're a Catholic, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, you know, I went to a funeral, mm-hmm. and they did this thing. What, is, what does it mean when they do this? Why did they have that incense, and they went all around the casket with it? Right. What were they doing? Right. You know, is that some kind of weird mumbo-jumbo? They, they'll, they'll ask questions. That's an evangelization opportunity. That's exactly right. That's an opportunity, which, you know, so inviting people to Mass, yep. inviting people to, uh, you know, a Bible study, mm-hmm. inviting people to listen to the Catholic Cafe radio program. I do that all the time. Yeah, I know you do. Kind I like of obnoxious. That. You know, we. You I love have, giving out the card. You have cards that say yeah. "Sidekick" on them. Love it. You know, love and it. and that great, is evangelization. It's a great conversation piece. Exactly, because folks will go and, and you know, some people will listen, some people won't. Oh, I know. But the point is, the invitation is so important for some people because some people don't realize that, you know, they that they that they're loved or that are wanted, or it just helps them feel like you actually care about them. Oh, yeah. If you're going to invite them. Yeah. Now. You don't want to say, you know, once you come to this mass, you're going to get hooked and that's it. You know, right. a lot of people look at like low hanging fruit and think we're we're going to pluck them off of their tree and bring them over to our little bushel here. Right. You're not doing it to convert them. No, we're just sharing. Yeah, you're sharing you. Right. You're sharing the things that you love. Right. The things that you desire. The things that you really would think would be great in their life. Right. And, and if people see that, and they genuinely know that they trust you. They know that you're a friend right. or a, that you, you mean well. An invitation is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. It's like an invitation to dinner. I, I care about you. I want you to come to my or, house. Or a dinner. movie. You go see a movie, man. i got to share this movie with somebody. That's exactly right. Same and so thing. the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, now, they, will they all understand all the intricacies? No. Mm-mm. But, you know, sometimes I have heard so many people who, especially I do RCIA, and I hear a lot of people say, you know, I knew I wanted to be Catholic. I have one guy works at a funeral home said, I want to be Catholic because of all these funerals that I went to. Hmm. They're just so beautiful. Really? And the liturgy drew him to the Catholic faith. And he's actually in our RCIA class right now. That is cool. So he was drawn. Uh, now, his was a work thing. It wasn't necessarily uh, an, an invitation. However, yeah. a person that works with him who came through RCIA mm-hmm. invited him to RCIA. Oh, that's cool. You want to know more? Come on over to this thing. That's great. We got going. You just learn. There's no obligation. Just come. Right. Right. Then we will hypnotize you and... 
right. thing you know, you got envelopes showing up. And Secret handshake. Exactly. The whole thing. No, we're kidding. Agenda. We are. We are there, we are, there was three. We are kidding about all that, by the way. So another great way, another great way to evangelize, evangelize is just how you live your life. You're right. The example of your life, and I told the example of the uh, the the bowling alley right. uh, thing. You right. know, and I I wasn't consciously trying to think how can I get this woman into heaven with me? How can I get her into full communion with the with the with the Roman Catholic Church? What do, what can I do? Instead, I was just kind of living my life in a joy-filled way, having a good time, doing some good, healthy, and yet respectful trash talking at the bowling alley. Healthy but respectful <laughs> trash talking. No cuss words. No, it obviously, was not. not that bad of trash talking. No, but you know the point is, I, she saw joy, and, it's, it, and really, right. as in hindsight, I think she she wanted that joy. I mean, you right. know, people want that. They're drawn. They're attracted to that. Yeah, that wasn't the first time she witnessed witnessed your I think and other deal. folks who knew that, but I guess my point in all this is that you wherever you are and and you know, we don't live in a vacuum, do we, Tom? No, we don't live in a vacuum. Where do we, we live? Got, we we live in public. That's families, right. friends, in the world. Employ, employees, employers. Right. Even when you're walking, I did the other day. I was walking my granddaughter, little two year old, beautiful girl, and 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 her granddeacon. Mm-hmm. Granddeacon. <laughs> we're we're, we're walking down. We're walking down the street, and uh, you know I could see people and, and driving by, or whatever. And there must have been fifty smiles. Oh yeah. You know, people see that and go, "Isn't that that's just neat?" Yeah. And I'm not saying that that I was specifically evangelizing there. But the reality is, in a, in essence, they see something holy, something good, something sacred about that that relationship, that grandfather with the granddaughter. And you know, I think if they had stopped, and you know, I'm just saying everything that we do, right? And we would encounter people, people as we walk. On, yeah, we we would encounter people. So then we stop and we talk. Yep. Right, which would lead us to another opportunity for evangelization, and that is just bringing it up. Today's the day, feast day of St. Anthony. Right. So we tell, hey, you know, you realize today's a feast day. Who's St. Anthony? What's a feast day? Right. What's exactly. a feast day? Yeah. What do you do? Man, Man just talking. Running. Why there are we so... Uh, why are, why are, <laughs> there's a roast beast. Something big. It's a feast. And it was lost go. and you found it. That's exactly right. <laughs> Look, Look you up. know, just bring it up in conversation. Just letting people know we're Catholic. Right. Not because we're trying to convert them, because... We just want to share what we have, share the wealth, share the love. There and I think is. we're all ashamed of doing that sometimes. Right. We've got to stop. The conversations are endless. Are. Once you People want to talk about their faith, don't they? They do. You're right. Amen. So just bring it up. So these are some simple ways that we can evangelize and not have to have like a doctoral you know, degree in, in this, right? Or an agenda. Just share the love. Well, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, you call us to be evangelists, and yet... We sometimes cower in fear at the prospect of speaking the truth. Give us, we pray, the strength, courage, and resolve to do your will and so share your saving gospel to all those we encounter. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send an email to deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from J. Terry Stive, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe. There's always room for one more at our table.